Today, as I speak, America faces epic existential crises, economic, political, sociological, racial, extreme challenges in education, public health, law. I will speak to these in the time-honored UU principle of freedom of thought and expression. I offer you my own words and opinions and do not represent the UUA, Chalice, or any other organization or person. I want to give you food for thought and hopefully food for optimism. Please feel free to disagree. In many ways, this is a dark time. First, the literal one. Several days ago, we celebrated the winter solstice. It's the time of year when we see the days grow short and the sun disappears below the horizon ever earlier. These are the times when, since the beginning of humanity, we have both feared the encroaching gloom, but also held the faith that the sun would rise again, the days grow longer and warmer, and both life and spirit would return to the earth. It's better to light a candle than to curse the darkness. We heed this prescient wisdom quite literally as we act to relieve our unease and soothe our souls. Festivals of light in and around the winter solstice abound as we attempt to lift our spirits. It's no accident that December 25th is the birthday of Mithra, the sun god of Zoroastrianism, as well as the Roman god Saturn, and of course, Jesus. Yule logs and the Hanukkah menorah affirm our trust. Lights of hope are lit for Kwanzaa and Diwali in the Hindu tradition. We do not curse the darkness, but challenge it with our own light. The seasons of the earth and the seasons of our heart are connected. We fear the cold winter, but also believe that spring will come. This is the wonderful blessing of the human spirit, that even in the depth of winter, we look forward to the renewal of life. We light fires to warm our bodies and make joyful noise with hymns of praise and thankfulness to feed our souls, all the time knowing there is much hardship yet to endure. The annual winter solstice is a predictable period of spiritual ennui. Many of us suffer the depression of seasonal affective disorder. Mental health professionals have noted this for years. But this year, a separate additional darkness challenges our faith and home, uh, hope. It is one brought about by human failure of leadership combined with the vagaries of fate. Today, we are experiencing a truly existential threat from the COVID-19 pandemic. Not for a hundred years have we faced such a disastrous health calamity. COVID began spreading in China in late, uh, in late 2019, but quickly reached us and the rest of the world. With no natural human immunity, no treatment, no vaccine, the pandemic quickly became the premier existential, existential threat to human life. As of today, there are over 18 million Americans affected and more than 327,000 have died. Worldwide, over 80 million have been sickened. 
The trend of infections is rising at an alarming rate. And if unchecked, the winter threatens to be the worst health crisis in history. Medical supplies are in short supply. Availability of hospital beds is critically low and nurses and doctors are exhausted and demoralized. Like dominoes falling, COVID has led the way to economic ruin. States and local governments have been forced to lock down businesses to prevent people from congregating and spreading the disease. Millions have become unemployed. Schools have closed to protect students and their teachers. And when children are forced to stay home, many more adults have had to abandon their jobs in favor of childcare. Small businesses, the backbone of our economy, have closed their doors by the thousands. Restaurants have disappeared, many of them permanently. The tax base of government at all levels is taking big hits, requiring cutbacks in vital services. And as personal income falls across the nation, millions find themselves in long lines at food distribution centers. For most, it's a first time and humiliating experience. Politically, our very democracy seems shaky as an effort is being waged to overturn an election that was not close either in the popular vote or the electoral vote. Over 50 lawsuits have been filed as the current president tries desperately to hold on to power. There has even been talk in the White House itself of declaring martial law and rerunning the election. These actions will fail in all probability, but we're left with a palpable feeling of unease as we confront the apparent fragility of our institutions, mores, and guardrails. This is all bad. You may be inclined as I am to declare 2020 the worst year ever, but that would be hyperbolic and actually inaccurate. Please consider the following. It may not relieve your concern, but it can put things in perspective. In a past era, America saw the death of more than 620,000 citizens, mostly from gunshot wounds. And it can be fairly said that the wounds were self-inflicted. We call it the Civil War. In it, more Americans died than, than in all the subsequent wars combined. If you think we're politically and sociologically divided now, our tribal red versus blue disconnect pales in comparison to 1864. For the world overall, Historians are in almost universal agreement that the most disastrous year ever was 536. The year began with a strange otherworldly fog that plunged Europe and many other regions into darkness for nearly two years. Temperatures fell, causing crop fails and widespread famine and starvation. The weakened human population then fell victim to disease. And in 541 AD, an outbreak of bubonic plague led to the death of nearly half the people in Europe. Only recently, scientists discovered the cause of this calamity, a volcanic eruption in Iceland 
in early 536 that led to incredibly large quantities of ash being spread into the atmosphere across much of the globe, creating the fog that cast the world into darkness. That was then, and this is now, and dwelling in the past is, of course, no help in finding solutions to our current problems, but all is not bleak. There is hope. In a Herculean effort, scientists have produced and tested a vaccine that is both safe and exceedingly effective against the COVID pandemic. No other vaccine has ever been produced with such miraculous speed. As I speak, injections are going into American arms by the millions, and there is hope that the entire human population may achieve immunity as early as next fall. With the hope for cessation of the pandemic, the economy may be set to spring back to life. Despite widespread unemployment, there are said to be pockets of surplus cash and people are itching to begin shopping. When schools open again, parents will be free to leave their children to the kindly care of teachers and return to work. There is good news on the political front as well. So far, we have been saved by our courts, state, federal, and supreme, who have dismissed out of hand the frivolous lawsuits that seek to keep the current president in power. And our top military brass have said unequivocally that they have no role to play in deciding the outcome of elections. Joe Biden is poised to take office in January and promises a leadership style and content far different from the last four years. We won't be constantly checking our Twitter feeds and arguing vociferously over policy and ideology. But the future won't be bright without our participation. We cannot be disinterested bystanders waiting for things to get better. We have important roles to play. The COVID pandemic will not cease without our active participation. Even with effective vaccines, we still have a winter to get through. There's a natural inclination to think that inoculations will take care of the problem. We can relax. Not so. This is not a time to let our guard down. We must continue social distancing, washing hands, wearing of masks until the battle is finally won. If you want information about COVID-19 or want to schedule a test for yourself, go to VenturaRecovers.org, VCCOVID.com, or COVIDTestVentura.com. These links are in your chat box now and will appear again at the end of this service. And I strongly encourage us all to be vaccinated. There's been much discussion and controversy over the willingness of people to be voluntarily inoculated. For years, there's been resistance to vaccinating school children. And the black community is rightfully skeptical, of, uh, skeptical about a program developed and administered by the government. But there is serious danger that if not enough people get protected, we may never achieve herd immunity, or at least not for years to come. I plan to get the shot. I hope you will too. What about the economic hardship facing millions? 
In the past, we brought our gifts of food and clothing to Chalice on Sunday. Now we can and must be more actively involved. When you go to the market, double shop. Take the extra food to your local distribution center. Volunteer to drive for someone who can't get there themselves. Pay extra attention to the clothes you no longer need. Drop them off at Goodwill or the Salvation Army. And more than in the past, give generously to whatever charity touches your heart. It's an article of our faith that we give to others less fortunate than ourselves. That has always been true. But now, when we find ourselves in widespread existential, existential danger, it is more important than ever. We got through the Great Depression and the threat of fascism in World War II. We'll survive the present era as well, but only if we all do our part. Love does not die. We can't reach out and love to others physically now, but we can touch in other ways. Call your friends and tell them they are special in your life. Write a letter to someone you've lost touch with. A real missive, not email, handwritten, good paper, a fine pen, be newsy, be loquacious, be affectionate. Our job in this cold winter is to sing the hope of new beginnings, light the candles, warm the hearts and hearts of those who need our help and active love. This is the time to open our hearts and pocketbooks, to make the sun shine not only for our loved ones, but also for the hungry and homeless, to whom we can bring life and hope, food, clothing, and acts of generosity. We can hurry a brighter future for all with our own acts of kindness. This is where I find hope as we go into the new year. Amen.